ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Ted, it's good to see you. What up, Steve? It's so loud. It's so loud. Okay, there we go. Oh, my gosh. All right, so you're... I think I put that one down, and we're... Yeah. You're still on. Okay, that's Yeah, good. yeah, I'm right, still on. There we go. We still got you. Uh, we've got, this is actually... Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. On a Monday. Can you believe that? I think it'll be released on a Tuesday. Yeah. So it's a special early edition of the Megacast. The reason being is, well, I want as many people to hear this before Friday so they could come out and see me wrestle at Battle Mania. Yes. And also, I have a doctor's appointment on Wednesday. <laughs> Steve, don't do that. I'm very transparent, Ted. I suck at lying. I know, I know. Even my I'm wife the, I'm the that. same way. Yeah, she's like, I know when you eat unhealthy. It's in on your face. Even if you say you didn't, I could tell you did. Whew, speaking of your wife, man, I mean, she's always been good looking, but I gotta say, uh-oh, uh-oh. I like the straight hair. I know a lot of people I know do. it's a pain in the ass for her, yep, but God yep. damn, it looks good. Oh, no, she looks incredible. The straight hair, it's fun for me because it's like... More often than not, you get the curly hair, which I love. I'm a fan of the curly hair. But yeah. every once in a while, when she shows up at the house with the straight hair, I mean, of course, it's like a new woman. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. No, that's about par that for the way. course. Yeah. yeah. I, like people, I mean, like if a wife changes her hair color, it's also for the husband is it's a new chick. Yeah. Which but, you're right. As I said that, it sounds horrible. It sounds terrible. I don't mean it to sound terrible, but it does sound terrible. Yeah. She doesn't get that with me. She's like, oh, he shaved his chest. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't shave it for any other reason than to get a tattoo, but I still had to shave my chest. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. You know, I, I posted a picture of her and I at the Unicorn Bar and in in Seattle, and you know she's got the straight hair, and somebody commented, like, I hope that's the same girl as the brunette in your profile picture. I'm like, no. No, it's a different woman. Yeah, I know. I saw I think- that on Instagram, and I was like... Like number one, do you really think Miggs is out here doing dirt on his wife? Number two, do you think Steve is dumb enough to post Instagram <laughs> pictures with his side piece? Like even people that cheat don't do that. And number three, We're not Tristan Thompson. And <laughs> I don't even know what's going on with Tristan Thompson. Who is Tristan Thompson? That's Chloe's. Uh, oh my boyfriend. god, I don't even know these things. Oh, just come to me. I don't. I know way too much about it, Steve. <laughs> and number three, the girl in the profile picture is also blonde. And also your wife. I know that too. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason also we're doing this early is that in about 10 minutes, uh, we're going to be joined by my tag team partner for Battle Mania. It's now finally announced. People can talk about it. Yes. M-Dog himself, Matt Cross, who kills it on Lucha Underground, the son of Havoc. He's one of the best independent wrestlers out there. He always puts on a great performance when he comes to Seattle. And I am lucky enough to be able to say... He's my tag team partner. Yeah. And he's not that heavy, so it won't be that bad that you're going to have to carry him. Oh, yes. That's right, Ted. <laughs> that's right. I got the bird who's relatively very skinny, uh, a light guy. And yeah. then uh, also I've got uh, Cole Crazy, the human holy yes machine, also not a big dude. So I've, I can I can carry all three on my shoulders, man. I mean, you carry me. You carry those guys. <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> well, speaking of you and speaking of Battle Mania, in my hands, Ted, is your ticket. Oh, yes. It's official. Nice. You have your ticket. Everything starts at 8.30. I mean, the main part, like... Oh, man, that's a late show. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it all starts at 8.30. That'll be when like everybody comes out, the, annou- you know, the, the announcers, our, 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 our CEO diva. You don't want to miss that. And then, of course, uh, we've got a Battle Royal to start things off, and then... 
If you're not able to make it, you can watch it on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash 321battle. Uh, but I'd really like it if people come out to the show. Tickets are selling quick. Uh, we're almost fully sold out, so that's exciting. Awesome. Um, but I, and I can't wait. This Friday night, it finally happens. Did you see my uh, wrestling gear? Uh, you showed me it last week, but I haven't. Seen, you have a picture of it on you? I don't have a picture of it on me, but I have the picture of them, of what they sent me, the, the final pieces. Oh, With the kick pad covers the kick and everything. Pads. Yeah. So Dude, I should have that today. All right, let me ask you this. Yes. Now, this is an important question to me and maybe some other people since it is 420 when you're wrestling. Yes. Is there a, an intermission at all before yes. you wrestle? Okay. Yes, they do. A, they, we do have an intermission at the halfway point. <laughs> so we'll do like two or three matches. I think three matches, probably an intermission, then a couple more matches. My match is towards the end. All right. Which sucks for me because I'm going to be nervous you as have to, F yeah. leading up to that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got all my friends are coming. Everyone from Bruiser Brody, the band, they're coming. You're coming. Uh, Matt, our Matt overnight, Coke, sensation. The overnight sensation. He's MCTP. coming. Uh, possibly Sergeant Hair Club is going to try and make it out. Uh, my, my, my in-laws are coming. My wife is coming. It's ridiculous. And dude. there's a couple meltdowners talking about coming. Oh, my gosh. So, like, what was it? Jay Lethal from Ring of Honor told me one of the most important things to do, A, your first match, you're going to suck. It's just every wrestler sucks in their first match. Yeah. And he says, B, don't invite a lot of people that you know. Oh. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, too late. I'm like, I invited my in-laws. And he just started laughing. The video's up on YouTube if you find it. But he just starts laughing. And then I'm like, oh, great. He goes, no, I'm kidding. I'm like, no, you're not. And he just starts laughing even more. So I'm I, doing. I have not been doing you well then, friend, no. because I have told everybody. Good. Dude, Steve's wrestling. You got to go. You got to go. Buy tickets. <laughs> no, I'm so nervous, dude. I'm already nervous. And I've got my freaking in-laws coming to this. <laughs> everybody that matters to me is going. Minus my family from New York, of course. Uh, but everyone else that matters to me is going to be here to watch me fail. Any donkeys? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Right. We'll see. We'll see. See what happens with that. So that's going to be very exciting. Matt Cross will be joining us. And last time we had Matt Cross on, it was such a well-received podcast, even from non-wrestling fans. Yeah, I had. I mean, I didn't really know who he was till we had him on. Yeah, you just knew that he had an awesome beard. You have an awesome beard. Yeah, and together, you guys were awesome together. And he's a super interesting dude. He's got some great stories. What I love about Matt, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it. He's he's kind of a a different kind of breed of wrestler. Most wrestlers they go and do their their shows. And then they duck out. Like sometimes, like Tommy Dreamer did Defy. He was on a plane before the night was over, going to his next show. Shane Strickland. Yes, they're just working, 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 right? Friday and Saturday are the two big nights for those yeah. guys, for those kind of guys, for independent wrestlers. You can make good coin on a Friday night in one market, Saturday night in another market. What I like about Matt, Matt is also grinding and does a lot of shows, but he also takes a moment to smell the roses. Like yeah. he'll just be like, you know what? I'm in Seattle. I already did Defy. I got 3-2-1 battle next Friday. I'm just going to stay in town all week nice. and enjoy Seattle. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to chatting with him. We'll, we'll, he's always got great stories. That'll be a lot of fun. But before we do anything else, we need to get the heart rates and the blood pumping and the brain functioning. Ted, I figured I'd find something wrestling related. And for those that want to come to uh, Battle Mania, go to AXS.com. Just type in Battle Mania. You can purchase your tickets that way. Uh, so I decided to just type in wrestling into our music production library for songs. All right. And this is the song that they gave us. So let's get 10 mega family to this. I like it already. Right? Yeah. Uh. What's going to happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming out the curtain. Ted Smith. Yeah. All right. Should we get 10? Oh, Ted just ripped his shirt off. <laughs> Let's do it. You can't get me. Oh, you 
actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, from Demata High. Yeah. He loves the Turks. Three. When I wrestle, I want to be called the demon. The demon. Oh, Christ. That's already a guy, isn't it? Is it? Isn't what's his name? Doesn't he put on a mask? Oh, that's right. Finn Finn Balor. Balor. Yeah. Baylor. Balor. (laughs) Ted Talks. Starring Detex Smith. Today's TED Talk is sometimes you got to do things on the fly. (laughs) Now, while you should be prepared, maybe it's a Monday morning. You're not. But to stay positive and try to improvise, adapt, and overcome. <laughs> for a second, though, you were talking about my wrestling match. No. And then I realized Ted has done no preparation. No, as the- you hit it, I was like, oh, crap, a Ted talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a Monday. It's not fair. You haven't had the extra two days to come up and formulate your Ted talk. <laughs> All right, Ted. Well, you know what? I'll make it easy on you. Let's take a quick break because when we, when we come back, joining us in studio, hanging out with us is M Dog himself. The man who's going to be my tag team partner, part of Team Migs at Battle Mania this nice. Friday night, April 20th at the Showbox at the Market. I can't believe this. <laughs> Matt Cross. That's going to be a lot of fun on the Megacast. Got some more wrestling techniques in here. Oh. Ted and Steve need a minute to practice giving each other the figure four leg lock. The Megacast will be back. Page, the new Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie took in more than $34 million at the box office this weekend, thanks in part to a daring new development in movie ticket technology. Because most people are too embarrassed to admit that they actually paid money to see a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie, tickets for Rampage actually say, nope, I didn't see Rampage, which will allow Dwayne The Rock Johnson fans to credibly deny that they paid $12.50 to see a movie about a giant monkey bent on destroying the world with the help of a giant wolf and a giant alligator, along with free disguises for people who don't want to be recognized at showings of blockers and or Sherlock gnomes. It's just one of the many ways the Motion Picture Association of America is making it possible Possible to spare the movie-going public from the shame and embarrassment so often associated with today's blockbusters. Thanks for listening, America. And for what it's worth, maybe you should think about reading a book. They said their prayers. They ate their vitamins. Ted and Steve Mania is running wild again. The mega cast is back. Yes, very excited. Battle Mania is this Friday night. Go to AXS.com. Type in Battle Mania to get your tickets. I'm going to be wrestling against the Hellfire Club and part of Team Migs. Features the human holy S machine, Cole Crazy, the bird, and our guest right now joining us in studio, Matt Cross. 
Matt, how you doing, my man? Uh, doing all right. Doing well. So you, we were trying to mention this earlier that what I I think is the, makes you stand out. And it seems like I remember listening to like a Cole Cabana podcast and even brought you up by name because he's just like, oh, Matt's different in the sense that when you travel as an indie wrestler, a lot of these guys will just pop in and as soon as they could get to the next city, they just hightail to the next city, probably never even enjoying whatever the city has to offer. Where it feels like you also, in addition to doing a lot of traveling as a wrestler, you make it a point to enjoy sometimes the culture of the city that you go to. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of my friends, um, namely all of my friends, are in the WWE, and and that's a complaint that they have. You know, they are getting to they're physically in these other cities and countries, but they don't get to experience anything. And and I think that's the, the you know the the benefit and the the biggest drawing power of what we do. I mean, that's what keeps me in this. You know, I want yeah. to see the world and I want to experience things, and I don't want to just again physically be there for eight hours inside of a building and inside right. of <laughs> any structure looks more or less the same. So, <laughs> you know, I don't want to have been, and I've been very lucky. I think only maybe one tour of Ireland that I had, um, we did like five or six shows in five or six days. And that was the only tour that I've ever done or ever only trip I've ever really done where we didn't see anything. And it was Uh made that much more frustrating because we were driving past literally like fog covered castles, like with these moats around them in (laughs) different states of ruin. And I was like, please pull the bus over. Like, uh, please stop. I grew up watching He-Man. I need to see. Yeah. Yeah. We literally were like, like, Castle Grayskull for sure was on the side. And we just like cruised right by it. It was like, Oh, Oh, so frustrating. But, um, not that that, that you know, that was another, I, I was doing it previous to that, but that showed mm-hmm. me even more so, like, I'm on the right path, I need to stay these places and, and do this stuff. And, and here you are, like, you just did Defy, and then it's like, next, of course, like, what we're going to be talking about is 3 2 one battles, so you had a yeah. whole week, and you're like, I'm just going to stay in Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. It's I awesome. mean, who, who can do that? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to take advantage of those things, and I don't want to, like, if you come in and do a wrestling show and leave again. Yes, you were in the city, but what did you see? What did you experience? I mean, I figure a week will give me some sense of just how rainy it is. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> you picked a good weekend last week. Dude, I don't, I don't bitch about the weather much here, but this April's been brutal. I, I want the authentic experience. So apparently, oh, I'm, you're getting I'm, you're it. apparently I'm getting it. Yeah. I saw in the news this morning, they said that it's what April 16th when we're recording this. So we're only 16 days into April and it's already the fourth wettest, uh, April in all of Seattle history. Ugh. So, yeah, welcome. I saw things. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, Matt, come back. You bring me all some weather. <laughs> it snowed in Cleveland last week, so. Yeah, right? Did you, you see the Cubs, like, first game or something almost got snowed out? Yeah, you don't want me to bring what I bring to the table. <laughs> My local weather is maybe the only one worse or on par with. <laughs> you mentioned Cleveland. You mentioned guys in WWE. Recently, I was in New Orleans uh, this past week, uh, not only going to check out WrestleMania and some of the indie shows, but I also get to do uh, Radio Row, they call it, where you get to interview a, a lot of the WWE superstars. And one of the guys I had a chance to talk to, and I have the audio clip because it was pretty funny when I brought up the fact that I'm going to be wrestling for the first time and mentioned who I was going to be wrestling in a, a match with as my tag team partner is Johnny Gargano. Oh, nice. And Johnny's reaction was great when I mentioned that uh, you were a part of uh, the, the big show at Battle Mania this upcoming Friday. I've been training for several months now, yep. and I'm having my first match on April 20th. Oh, wow. What advice would you have for, and I'm in a tag team match with Matt Cross. He's going to be oh, my partner, oh, which man. will be awesome. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. But what, what advice would you give to someone like me who's going to have his first match ever in front of a crowd? Okay, so first of all, you have a great partner. Yes. Uh, I, I, he was my partner my wedding. He was in my wedding. Oh, he's uh, the best. He's, he's one of my groomsmen. Uh, he's one of my best friends. I've known he's Cleveland. We're both Cleveland, Ohio boys. I, we've, we've known each other very well. Uh, so you got a great partner, so you're off to a great start. Okay. Uh, from wrestler to wrestler, and this is the advice I try to give when everyone, anyone asks me for advice, is never lose 
the side of you that's a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Never lose that side of you because when things get hard, when things get rough, uh, and they do, uh, when you're, you're, you're down on yourself, you're like, oh, this sucks, or like, you know, you got to go through stuff. Always remember that passion that drove you to make you want to become a wrestler. Right. And, and, and that will carry you and that will give you all you ever need because you always remember like, this is why I fell in love with professional wrestling. And as soon as you remember that love, as soon as you remember that passion, as soon as it's in your heart, you're good to go. Give me goosebumps <laughs> right now. There you go. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, like, what, what are the a, odds? And uh, talking to him, he's like, oh yeah, Matt was in my wedding. Yeah, what a nice surprise, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I also laughed on another level because he's like, oh, Matt was my partner in his wedding. So, <laughs> all right, we're... Uh, <laughs> I knew we've we've always been tied together. I didn't realize that it was legal now. Yeah, he snuck that in. Are you on his insurance or is he on yours? Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna you be should be on his. Right? I hope I'm on his. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I'm on his everything. Let's see. Yeah. I've got. He's the breadwinner in this. <laughs> what was the wedding like? It was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, we had uh, Chiampa, Greg Iron, myself, uh, Vic, one of the announcers for NXT. So very. Uh, I guess if I take a step back, I'm like, I didn't realize how wrestling-centric it was, Mm -hmm. because we're just all buddies. Right. Sort of, not outside of it, but but that's, you know, we know each other beyond it. Uh, So it is kind of funny. But it was great. Um, They got married, uh, him and Candace, uh, in Disneyland or Disney World, whichever one is in California. Disneyland. Wait, so they got married actually in Disneyland? Yeah, one of the, like, properties there and hotels there, and yeah, so... (gasps) And then we were all wrestlers, so whatever day of the week it was, like all of us were wrestling like the day before and day after. So we had to like fly in day of, and like I flew out like the same night, I think, even. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, actually, if I remember correctly, so Riot Fest in Chicago is a three day punk rock festival, yep. and I go every year. And then that was the weekend I got married on. So I was lucky in the sense I didn't take any wrestling bookings that weekend, but then I was unlucky because I'm like, that's my one weekend off a year to enjoy the punk rock. So I was like, darn it, guys, come on. Um, so I still, so I left the, I believe their wedding was a Saturday night. I left, took the red eye back to Chicago, um, Sunday night morning. <laughs> so I could still make the last day. <laughs> Cause I think the misfits, uh, the reform misfits were playing. So I was like, I can either miss your wedding for the misfits or, <laughs> right. or I can leave I, after my priorities were, were still, you know, where they need to be. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but that was a heck of a weekend. Yeah. I got to go to his wedding, then see the misfits same weekend. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, again, to have all the wrestlers there, and, and we're all we're all born entertainers. Like this is the uh, medium that we've chose to to focus on. But even outside of that, we'd be entertaining. So there are clips online of we put together like a dance routine, for lack of a better uh, term. So there was actually the, the Candace and her bridesmaids um, verse Johnny and his groomsmen in a dance off, in a essentially like a choreographed dance off. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think there are clips of it online. Were there any wrestling moves incorporated into uh, these dance moves? One hundred percent. Yeah, I would have said. Uh, <laughs> more like a, like a Michael Jackson di- like dance off, like in Bad, or like a West Side Story. <laughs> Both of those things, pl- <laughs> but way more ridiculous. <laughs> so there was like Titanic moments. There was like we. It was a real roller coaster. You know, we tugged on some heartstrings. We yeah. did, we. It was it was wild. So uh, I believe we won, if I remember correctly. But we put a lot of work mm-hmm. into it. You know, the night before when it was. When he should have been writing his vows, I think we were choreographing dance moves, and <laughs> so, so yeah, it was it was fun. You know, get a bunch of wrestlers together. The priorities, right? We can't take anything serious at all, and and I guess that was proof. Well, speaking <laughs> of roller coasters, then after the wedding, did everyone go to the amusement park or? 
I think a lot of the people did the next day. Oh, the them, next day. I'd be but like, I, I rolled as out, soon so. as they said, I do, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Space yeah. Mountain, here we come. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people did. Um, <laughs> you missed the reception. I was on Soren. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Matterhorn was open. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think they all did in the in the following days, but again, I had to leave for the for the punk rock. Well, I mean, yeah, priorities. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Misfits. <laughs> well, it's funny when I mentioned that it was like what months and months ago when the last time you came to town mm-hmm. was when I first started taking wrestling classes, and mm-hmm. I remember you were like the one, oh, more than anyone that's like, yeah, your ears open up. You're like, oh, I want to hear what's going on in your world. Like, I want to hear yeah. what like, your perception is and what all this. And we had a great conversation after one of your matches. Yeah. And here we are, several months later. I'm still doing it, sometimes four times in a week, Ooh. especially once I found out that. I was going to have this opportunity to wrestle at Battle Mania and be a part of a tag team. I was like, well, I don't want to make my trainers look bad. I don't want to look bad. Sure. I made the mistake of inviting everybody that I know to this. So, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's your advice for somebody? I mean, what, do you remember your going back to your first match and, and, and what was going on in your head? It's really tricky because my timeline is kind of muddy. Because uh, of everything you were doing, with you were in the world of backyard. Yeah, so, so we yeah. sort of we were doing backyard wrestling, getting some notoriety there, and then our eventual trainer, a guy named JT Lightning, uh, started booking us on his shows, but as backyard wrestlers, mm-hmm. and it wasn't hidden. It wasn't. It's so like funny to think about now because it's like, oh, this would be. No way, this is impossible or whatever. Such a um, stigma against the backyard. hundred percent. Yeah. But we really but because JT himself booked us on his shows, the other guys really couldn't say anything because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I these guys are good. <laughs> right. Uh, and I see something in them and they're gonna be on the show. So I don't really have like a definitive like that, that was my sense. first match or that was my moment or leading up to it, I was nervous. I mean, I still get nervous. Um but it's but it's harder to I went from like not knowing what I'm doing whatsoever to knowing a tiny bit to knowing a little bit more to you know right uh, yeah my my debut period is very uh, fluid. <laughs> so what advice then would you give to somebody though? Because I know you've done seminars and you've had great opportunities. I've seen pictures on your Instagram and, and on Twitter where you've had opportunities to speak to, to up and coming guys and guys that are new to the world of wrestling. What what, what, what words of wisdom do you give someone? Um, I think that I had a lot of success early, especially with just the fact of like keeping your mouth shut and your ears open. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times I'd be in situations, me and maybe several other guys, an older guy or more experienced guy would come to give us advice. And then most of the other guys would always have excuses or just have something to say. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, hey, you guys need to be conscious of this or think about this or maybe worry, you know, something here. And then the people would often be like, oh, well, what I was thinking was, what I was, and they would have this like defense mechanism kind mm-hmm. of built in. And I could see in the person's face them being like, you know, no one has to give you any advice ever. So they had come with this advice on their own time uh, and kind of offered it to these people. And then they had excuses. So I could just see the people kind of retract and be like, hey, all right, well, if you don't want to take it or if you already right. know. So even if it was something that I felt I knew, I I just wouldn't, I would just, be gracious that they had given me advice and that I think they were more apt to give me more advice in the future. So again, it was just that idea of like being grateful and respectful and, and, and shutting up. Yeah. I saw a lot of other people sort of already having a touch of this know-it-all-ness to them or it came across that way to other people. And uh, so that would be my biggest advice. Just just listen and learn whenever you can. And again, it's like life advice for anything. I was going to say, yeah, because sometimes too, like yeah, it might be something that you've already heard the advice. Right. Right. And somebody might be telling it to you and Steve's like, oh, I've already heard it. But like you can listen to it again. Yeah. It just reinforces like if if, a, if somebody else is echoing the same good advice, like listen to it again. Yeah. And Let it sink in. It probably highlights the importance of it. And <laughs> yeah, people say <laughs> things true. in such different ways. Like we can I mean, like every motivational quote 
perhaps at its core is the same. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like, how do you verbalize? Yeah. And there's so many different ways of doing it. And what I might read and be like, yeah, might not do it for you. And you're going to read something and be like, check this out. And I'm like, I don't know. So it's like, it's, it's worth, it bears repeating things yeah. and, and saying them in different ways and things like that. So, yeah, I guess that's my, uh, I think go to advice for newer. Well, I know it's even like just sometimes where I've had opportunities to film like my training sessions and like mm-hmm. have like a practice match. And I, I, at first I'm like, oh, I should try tell them that I already know that these things are. I'm like, you know what? No, because I mean that might that might stop them from sharing something about that that I didn't know. And so sure. it's just like here and please just rip it apart. Let me know what I did wrong. And when they come back with all this stuff, and sometimes yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that, but I'm not gonna say. It. Oh, I knew. You know, it's just yeah. It like you said, just kind of just absorb that information because sometimes it, when they say the same things that you do know it reiterates it's like oh crap then i really need to work on that if i notice it they notice it everyone notices it dude think about like college hoops like john wooden right he used to coach at ucla the wizard wizard of westwood right now he's arguably the greatest college basketball coach of all time so you had kareem abdul jabbar bill walton mm-hmm. all these guys every year practice started the same way this is how you tie your shoes Really? really? Yeah. Oh, and it wow. just, every year was the same things. Reiterate it, reiterate it, learn it again, learn it again. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> now I wonder if I'm tying my shoes right. right? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a video of this? I need to learn that. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that concept will never end, though, too, because, I mean, often we're our own worst critic. I mean, I certainly mm-hmm. am. So anytime I watch something back ever, you're only, you can always improve in anything in life. So you're only looking at the things you could have done better. So you may not hate it necessarily like i usually hate most of my things and there's some matches if i really 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 felt the connection with that match or i thought it was just my best work or my my favorite experience i won't watch it back intentionally because then i think it'll color the experience and i lived it i don't need to right and and, and i'm not saying that like i don't need to watch my stuff i'm awesome it's not that at all like right. it's because if i watch it i would only see the things that i could have done better and then it'll it'll not ruin it but i don't want that experience to be tainted you know for lack of a better term because again like so, there's been matches that were so good and so pure and, and it needs to be part of that live experience um we watch things on video if we have to because we can't be there live but ideally we were there live i think wrestling is a, is a live performance and mm-hmm. it's the same with anything like if we have a favorite band we want to see them live like right watching <laughs> a youtube video is not the same sometimes we'll watch a youtube video if all the band members are dead and it's some performance from 40 years ago but but even then, we do it because it's the best version of that. It's not right. that. If if it was at its best, we would have been there because there is that like energy in the air and that feeling and that reciprocal you know thing between the audience and the performer, and and, and that's wrestling. Like, you need to be there. Uh, and same thing from being in the ring. It's like that experience is is different than what some camera captures. So I don't want you know I I felt that I lived it. I was there. I don't need to, or not that I don't need to, but I don't want to to see how it you know was translated to a different medium because it's not. It's a representation of it and not it. It's funny that you mentioned, because I mean, I see as a, as a fan of wrestling, I think I speak for a lot of people, I watch what you do and it's just, it's it's like poetry in there. Like, I just really love watching what you do in the ring. So when you say that you're critical of stuff, it's like, it blows my mind. It's like, maybe this is like a poor person's version of a Barbara Walters question, <laughs> but what is the most critical thing that you have about your own wrestling? Like, I, I'm just curious to think, because I watch it, it just seems so fluid and so great. I mean, I almost... <laughs> there's like two separate answers. Like my okay. first answer is like, I can't tell you because then it's going to highlight something that other people would, would never okay, that's notice. A, that's a fair answer. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. answer. I'm okay with that. Cause I've told yeah. other high level wrestlers and they're like, 
oh, what? Like, no one sees it but me. <laughs> right. Uh, so it'll just become a thing if I, I like, verbalize it. Um, but it's it's not even one thing. It's just in general. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Like, anything in sports, you're going to be like, and, and they're so nuanced. It's like, my foot could have been one centimeter this way. Or, like, I should have paused one additional second here. Or, like, yeah. perhaps the face I made here. Or, like, just, it can be, like, the, the such little things. Like, I, I'll throw out one example of something that I, like, kind of, caught myself or whatever um i realized i had a match i don't remember where or when or anything uh but after it was over i was so genuinely tired that like uh, i happened to win and it was you know one two three and i was so tired i just sort of collapsed and then when i rewatched it i was like the crowd went crazy but i i sort of felt that if i would have rode that that adrenaline in that moment of like i won and really sprung up Mm-hmm. I think the people would have even reacted more. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the, the exhaustion was genuine, uh, so I, I bare, basically couldn't give up, get up. <laughs> but if I would have mustered that last <laughs> bit of of energy within me and tried to come up, I, I think I could have. And so it's stuff like that where I was like, oh, they would have, you know, I feel strongly they would have gone more nuts because it would have it would have been more of a communal feel of like we did it, we won yeah. this match, as opposed to like. And, and every situation is different. Every story is different. But in that story and in that match, in retrospect, I think that's something I would have, you know, that's something I noticed. But it's stuff like that where where it's not necessarily right or wrongs. It's just you you can always get more out of something or you're, or you're trying to maximize something. Like the way I do my moves now isn't the way I did them two years ago. And mm-hmm. in two years from and I'm like, because now I've mastered them or something. But in no. two years from now, I'll come back here and be like, oh, that was completely wrong. How I was doing them two years ago and four years ago. And, and now I know what I'm doing. And then, you know, five years from then, it'll be completely different because you're constantly reevaluating yourself. It's funny. I, I feel when you and talk about sports. this and even with, with what we do in radio, I think there's some like I had you probably agree like two years ago, you probably was cracking some different jokes than you would do now. Oh, 100%. Just, and just like I it's so many parallels. Like I don't like listening to air checks. They call them in radio, like go back and listen to your shows because it just it'll drive me nuts. Even yeah. it's about being in that moment. It's like, well, I think. People seem to enjoy what we did. Why do I need to go back and nitpick right. how I said something or did I pause at the right spot? But yeah. And sometimes you just don't want to ruin it for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like there's sometimes after a show where I'll be like, that was a terrible show. Like I wasn't funny. And then I'll meet a listener that was like, man, Thursday was great. And you're like, why? Right, right. And I feel like if I looked at that dude and went, dude, I sucked. Like I missed this joke, that joke. Like I'm not going to, I don't want to ruin it for him. He yeah. thought it was great. Let him think it was great. Yeah. I even noticed that when I played music in the past, I always joked that there's two shows going on at one time. There's the show on the stage for the band and the show that the crowd hears. Because sometimes the monitors are terrible, the mix is bad, or you're just not feeling it. But then you get off the stage, and I'm sure you feel that too in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that was the best thing ever. And you're like, oh, okay, apparently I need to drink what you're drinking because I did not think that was good at all. I remember when I started, I would really take that stuff to heart because I'm like, that was a great match. And I'm like... It was like yeah, it was. I'm <laughs> I'm awesome. Yeah. And then you have your first just like awful match and you're like, "Oh no, that was terrible." And you go out and people, like, "That was a great match." And it's the exact same reaction cuz no one's going to tell you you're bad to your face. I've been doing this 17 years, no one's ever done it. Uh, and then that was a moment where I was like, "Wait, no, I know categorically that was bad." <laughs> and I'm like, and that was a moment where I'm like, then I had to re like question everything anyone had ever said to me previously. Because I'm like, w- were the other ones good? Or right? Were they- Wait, because people are just going to say it's good. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll Lies. Never, I'll never really know. <laughs> All right, so I have a question. So wrestling's a little bit different. Like once I had a uh, like a boxing match, right? But it was with another guy from radio. Whereas wrestling, and I'm not busting Steve's chops here. Oh, feel free. <laughs> but it's kind of crazy. Like you guys are professionals, but it's like... 
I don't know. It's different because it's not like he's wrestling people that aren't good at it. So is that weird to have kind of like people come in and, and team up with a professional? Like, yeah, I don't know how to ask this question. No, I think it's a great question. Like, it's like, like when I was boxing, it was just another amateur dude that I never boxed. Whereas like he's got to go in the ring with actual wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ted. I'm already nervous, Ted. <laughs> I mean, I think like uh, Gargano said, it's it's sort of to everyone's benefit, right? All right. Well, maybe not everyone, but certainly the Steve's <laughs> right. benefit. Uh, so, I mean, he'll be surrounded by people that, you know... Yeah, the less no. I do, the better. The more Matt Cross in our match, the better things are. <laughs> well, and Steve's yeah. not a good example. He's been training for this. But I just feel like a lot of people... I mean, you, you see the WWE, they bring out people all the time, and it's like... I feel like people just think they can hop in and kind of do your guy's job. It's very unique in that aspect, right? Yeah. it's not going to be like, and today, starting for the Cavs, some dude like right? who <laughs> wanted to do it, or like whatever, you know? Like So I completely understand that, and like that's been a part of wrestling I guess forever so we're sort of used to it but it's, it's sort of an unsung part there there's so many parts of what we do that like are underappreciated that would be one uh, yeah that's something I haven't even really thought of but I'm like exactly like that needs to be highlighted the one that I have been focusing on lately is like every single ring in the world is different yep they were made by different people of different materials using different techniques and they're different sizes LeBron James is arguably the best basketball player of, of all time whatever now let's pretend in he comes to Seattle and the hoops ten and a half feet like he probably yeah. sucks, you know? yeah. and 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 the court is a couple feet shorter or wider or bigger. The three point line is two, one inch different. Like imagine these athletes, because I mean that's the point of sports. You kind of hone these skills and everything like that. But ours every single weekend, every single day changes, and and often we don't get in the ring until the show. So real time, you're like, oh, I have to make these adjustments. And sure, we have you know different moves that we like to focus on or do. Um, but it's now doing them in a completely different environment with different people in a in a different sized, shaped. You know, the ropes might be stronger. They might be cables. They might be ropes. You know, you just don't 100%. know. That. And that, so, how do you like when you like you said? Sometimes you'll show up, and I, I noticed like I like some of the local talent or some of the guys that came from like Vancouver before the show after the ring gets set up. You could tell like they're bouncing on the ropes and trying to gauge what they're able to work with. But sure. if you show up and it's already go time, and you don't have that time to. Is there like while the right before the match starts, you just lean into them and be like, okay, I've done this enough to know that this is essentially yeah, it's wow. a part of your entrance, like a hidden part of the entrance yeah. where people. I mean, you'd never notice it, but, but <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. taken a bump and just been like laying there and for like a half a second, just be like, oh man, this this is really hard. Like usually, this is a tough, um, bad ring. It happens on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it it happens. It happens usually on Fridays and then on Saturdays and then also Sundays when I do wrestling shows. <laughs> but just those days. But just yeah. I mean, it's only three days. Unless I do wrestling shows on Thursdays and then Thursdays also into that. Yeah, it, it, you never, you never. It's a car crash. It's a punch to the face. You, you're not going to get used to it. Like there's this. There's this thought process that people are like, oh, well, they're used to it. Like, I've done it for 17 years. Yes. But that doesn't mean I'm, like, more well-equipped for it. It means I'm arguably dumber. But, like, but, but it's not. My body doesn't take it and, it and think, oh, that hurt me less than person off the street. Like, no, no. Every time it's like, oh, that was alarmingly painful. It knocked the wind out of me. That's the other yeah. aspect. When you take a bump oh. and it knocks the wind out of you. We've all had the wind knocked out of us. It's That's terrible. awful. It's awful. One yeah. second one second later, you're not also getting punched in the face and or jumping as high as you can. You're going, uh, 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 and calling everyone off and Time out. You know, crying in the corner, <laughs> like, which isn't a part of our thing. It's like, cool, I can't breathe whatever, whatsoever. And my brain just bounced against my skull 10 times and I'm dizzy and awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurts always. Um, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, like... 
That again, so it's like the equipment changes, everything. It's so crazy. Like the Mariners take the field in Cleveland. It's like, oh, but guess what? The field's made of water, guys. Like, and you're <laughs> and bit better ones up. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah, like, and right. before the game, they stand there and go over ground rules and be like, all right, this and that. It's, oh, not, true. Like, it's not like all the wrestlers get to come out and be like, all right, the ropes are a little hard. Yeah, ring, you know? I mean, we could, but oftentimes you get to the show so late or whatever, yeah. or doors already open, and you aren't. I mean. More often than not, I mean, in in the 80th or 90th percentile, I get in the ring for the first time when you're seeing it. Like, when I make my entrance and I get in the ring, and I'm like, okay, what am I dealing with? And I'm walking around going, oh, yeah, it's going to hurt real bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like, I'm rethinking everything (laughs) that's about to take place, and uh, great. (laughs) Well, that's just a factor of the the environment that is the ring, but then also sometimes you probably don't even know who the hell you're wrestling. Yeah, That's got to be... Kind of a little bit of a mind F as well. Sure. There's just so many factors that, you know, again, people don't really appreciate. And then it's like we get saddled with that's lame and fake and dumb and and Mm -hmm. blah. And it's like, is it though? Like there are so many small things that are underappreciated that that if you draw a parallel with another sport or activity, it's like amazing. You know, and again, like even if the basketball hoop is one inch to the left and lower it throws off every single one of these professionals' games, and it's like that is never talked about in yeah. in our business ever. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I noticed, like in the nine or so months that I've been going. I mean, I, I've already been a huge fan, obviously, of wrestling, and had a lot of respect for what you guys do. But the, the respect level went like times a million after feeling what it feels like to get the no- wind knocked out of you, to run those ropes and feel how that feels. And sure. then, and then also on top of it, the one thing I've noticed, and you brought it up just earlier, just about just like having a do so much things going on and it's it's in radio i mean we have to be quick-witted sure but i've never experienced what you guys like just even just in practice stuff like last night in training like oh my gosh like my mind is going a million miles a minute like i've got to now let this guy know that this is about to happen and then move and do this in the process and it's just like i I mean obviously I, i would imagine with time that gets a little bit easier but still it's a lot to absorb mentally right while you're in that ring in real time right as you're absorbing damage while yeah, also yeah. having to worry about not hurting the person you're in the ring with. Like, no one would go to an improv performance and be like, this is so lame. Right. Like, <laughs> lame. Oh, lame. And that's what Fake. we That's what we do. No one goes to watch the UFC and goes, lame, lame. That's also what we do. Mm-hmm. No one goes to see, like... The nutcracker and goes lame, 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 and fake, <laughs> and that's what we do. Like all of those things are amazing and 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 touted, and then you combine them all and mm-hmm. make something that's arguably more difficult and more insane. Yeah, and it's lame and fake. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, a real life, uh, real time action stunt show that unfolds before your very eyes is not lame or fake. It's exactly that. Like you it's don't incredible. go to. Yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I even noticed like even like uh, like on the holidays and like family find out what's going on in my world. They're like, "Look, that's fake, though." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know how to even talk to you at this moment." Yeah. But then even it's just like, like I don't get why you like it if you know who's going to win and blah, blah. I'm like, "Well, do you like?" And I remember asking one of the guys Anything. I was talking to, I was like, "Do you like The Walking Dead? Love The Walking Dead?" I'm like, "You realize there's no zombies on the planet right now?" And like. There aren't One of the pe- biggest movies of all time was the Titanic. <laughs> like we all knew how that was going to end, right? But even like just like you suspend <laughs> your reality to enjoy this television show. Why is it lame that I re- suspend my reality in knowing that 
they know who's winning and losing. But also at the end of the day, what they're doing in that ring is legitimately difficult. Like that's there's an art. Yeah, it's, in- it's not a magic show. It doesn't look. There's not an illusion that I fall on my back. But ha ha, I didn't, guys. I actually <laughs> ate a cookie. No, I fell on my back in front of you on a on a structure made of steel and wood, and it hurt. Yeah, like I don't understand. That's what that's what like there are. Very few, if any, moves or maneuvers or techniques that are some sort of an or illusionary where it's, it's again, it looks like I fell on my back because I, oh, big surprise here, I did. Like, yeah. you heard the guy hit me because he did. Like, right. there, there is nothing. <laughs> we w- There's no we're, sound effects being played as that's going on. Like a Foley artist, like, oh, there it is. Yeah, happened. right, exactly. So that's what's, that's what's so confusing. And it's like, I, I the example is almost tired because I say it so much, but, but like, every, there's nothing wrong with liking. The Batman. Everyone loves the Batman. Oh, Batman's mm-hmm. so great! And it's like, are you? First of all, there's n- there is no such thing as Batman. Like, so right off the bat, that's one layer of fake. If you're talking about the movie adaptation of the idea of Batman, Batman, that's another layer of fake because that's a movie. So it's right. take one, take two, take three. We get no other takes. Now, a third layer of fake would be, let's pretend the Batman does anything remotely cool. What happens? Stunt guy, come in, do the cool thing. So the Batman guy doesn't even do it. The stunt man comes in to do it. That's a third <laughs> layer of fake. So I'm like, I could go on forever about these things are not even, they're just so incredibly fake, if that's the word we're going to use. Right. And then I get actually hit and fall on my back in front of you, and, and that's somehow lame, fake. And lame. Lame. It's, it's so confusing, but whatever. We're never going to be able to. Exp- I think true. I think a lot of that is is going to the wayside, though. Um, I think like different mediums are, are, are covering wrestling. I mean, there's been yep. articles in Rolling Stone and, and Sports Illustrated. So if you're, and I think Not it's even almost, New York uh, Times or uh, Wall Street Journal, I even saw an article about wrestling. I was just like, whoa, that's that's awesome. I, I think, and this. Maybe it's through rose-colored glasses, but maybe it's like a generational thing. Like, we grew up, and our parents told us, this activity is fake. So if you like it, it is lame. And I understand that. But I don't think the generations coming up now will have that same experience. Right. I I don't think, because to look at it, I mean... We again, we don't look at the Avengers as fake. We don't look at the Nutcracker Ballet as fake. These things aren't. That's not the right word. It's not the right use of it. And I think people are starting to wake up to that. So I think generationally, it's going to change and be appreciated for for what it is. And I think we're already starting to see a lot of that. And that's why this rise of wrestling is happening. I, that's. I mean, again, that's that's my viewpoint. But I and it could be wishful thinking uh, to a degree. But I, but I don't think so because I, I mean, you see evidence in that with so many. Um, different avenues and, and non-traditional avenues that we certainly wouldn't look at wrestling previously. I mean, if a guy that thinks wrestling is fake picks up Sports Illustrated or whatever or goes to the website and he's like, well, wrestling is so... It's being covered by my favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it almost you know goes a long way in legitimizing it as an activity. It's true. So I think that's going to sort of change perceptions. I think the only... It's, now, I like wrestling. I'm not obviously as big a fan as Steve is. The only thing that I struggle with sometimes is just like on SportsCenter, it's just like, yeah, but he's not... Like, it's predetermined. So I don't think it's lame, but sometimes, like, I don't know. Like, the promos to me, like, I like promos, but they don't... On SportsCenter, sometimes I think they look a little odd. Like wrestling promos? Yeah. Because he's, like, doing a promo, but it's like... I don't, You know what I mean? Because it's already... But I would say in... Like mixed martial arts right now, the guys that with the ability to speak, I mean, look at Conor oh, McGregor and Chael Sonnen. I mean, those guys, those guys are... Just bringing professional wrestling into a different medium, and then sure. 
you know, enjoying this insane amount of success because of it. So, yeah, I mean, look, Sun and I, I mean, I went to Vegas to watch him fight, and he is far from the greatest fighter. <laughs> but you're right, his promos talked are you in the building. Yeah. yeah, so that's and and that's that's wrestling. Like that's yeah. that's our world, and the couple guys that have mastered it and understand that because you want to see feuds and you want to see trash talking and you want to see you know that's part of human nature. So it's, the good guy and the bad guy. Sure, that, yeah. that's storytelling. That's I mean, since day one, good and bad and whatever. So that that element, uh, yeah. I, there's like there's pro wrestling and everything, you know. That's what I find more and more like fascinating because they just elements of everyone's like, oh, what do you think of Conor McGregor the other week? You know, whatever it was, like flying over here and throwing these guardrails around and stuff, and and it's pro wrestling. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying he sat at home and was like, oh, I'll do pro wrestling, like, but it's pro wrestling. We all are now talking about it. We all have an opinion about it. We're all more interested in what happens next as it unfolds. And I'm like. How is that different than, like, it's just 100% pro wrestling. He's mastered, like, that part of it. There was a moment when I was watching the movie Black Panther, and I was watching some of the fight scenes and some of the build-up to certain fights, and I'm like, this is basically watching wrestling. Like, 100%. the way that they did, like, the, yeah. they delivered the promo, and then the match was fully scripted out. It, it felt like as if they they created a, a, a wrestling match from just yeah. how it was built and how it ended. I was just like... Storytelling is storytelling. Yeah. Then yeah. there's there's endless mediums to do it, whether it's a movie or a novel or a wrestling match. They're all the same. They're just different forms. They're different art forms that that tell a story. But storytelling is storytelling. And most wrestlers seem to seamlessly go into acting. Yeah, I think there's I mean, like there's when they have of, roles, they're always pretty good at them. I did one last year, so let's hope. I haven't seen it. <laughs> what were you in? <laughs> I did an independent film that we filmed in Cleveland called Powerbomb. So, nice. Yeah, it was a real stretch for me. I have no acting experience. I had to play uh, myself uh, <laughs> as a wrestler, so I really had to test my they acting They say it's jobs. harder to play yourself than anyone else like, in, in movies whenever like you see like these biopics that are done and someone's playing themselves. Like It was really hard to play myself. So It was almost parallel universe. <laughs> that sounds weird. Yeah, like, I don't know if Eminem was a stretch there with uh, eight <laughs> it was like parallel universe me though. Like I had a, a a wife and a child and never been married. I have no kids, so it was it was me, but not me. So right. that, that didn't was like the misfits. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't get into the character. I mean, I'm a, as a method actor, I, I couldn't relate. Um, <laughs> I've got two kids, and I only listen to country. <laughs> but now, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely uh, biased, obviously. But you saying that kind of excites me because I'm like, let's let's hope you're right. Because again, it's it's finished and, and being released soon or, or uh, shopped around and I, and I haven't seen a f- uh, final version of it or anything so uh, I was approached with it and I'm like well that's a great opportunity to kind of step out of my comfort zone and try something new and, and I love the idea of it and I was like well let's find out if I'm good at this uh, or not um, on someone else's dime <laughs> now, yeah. Before we, we run, I know Ted, you got to get going pretty soon. So I just want to uh, make sure that everyone know about Battle Mania again. That's going to be this Friday. It's your first time wrestling with three to one battles. So that's going to be awesome. I'm excited that you're going to be a part of it and yeah. be a part of Team Migs as we take on the Hellfire Club. So when I was in New Orleans, I had an opportunity to chat quickly with uh, Gallows and Anderson, the club mm. from the WWE, and it was a fun little piece. They delivered a promo for the Hellfire Club, and uh, you got name checked in it. So I thought oh, that was boy. pretty awesome. So uh, here's what uh, Gallows and Anderson had to say about our big match this upcoming Friday at the Showbox at the Market. I am here with Gallows and Anderson, and I was hoping that you guys might have a message for a couple guys that are going to be wrestling at 3 one Battle at Battle Mania, the Hellfire Club. Hellfire Club, you guys are in trouble! You know who this man's partner is? Mean Matt Cross, buddy. You guys are in big, big trouble because, you know, they got the support of the Carl Anderson. They got the support of the big LG. Godzilla, baby. Brother's been training for nine months now. He's going to come in there. He's going to give you his finishing move. What is it? 
I haven't figured that out yet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there, but anyway, butt whipped, and it's gonna be the end of it with a butt stomp. Butt stomp. So I guess I gotta. You gotta help me come and create the butt stomp as a finishing move now. Oh, that was fantastic. Stomp? Those guys are so entertaining. It's like awesome to see. Like you could just when they did Cole Cabana's podcast. Yes. How like it just it was like. These dudes are money. Just let them do them. Like, yeah, let them be themselves. And that's really, I think 99% of wrestlers are born entertainers. So, like, you could see it in that two-second clip with those guys. Yeah. Like, just let them do them, and they will entertain. Like, I'm still laughing. Those guys are great. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I think you should, your move should just be, like, you're mugging somebody. And it's like, oh, he's mixing them. Yeah. <laughs> just give them an evil look, and then Matt comes out of nowhere and finishes mean them Migs. off. Mean Migs. Mean, right? Yeah. The mean Migs. So, uh, Migs. we've got a few days to work on a, a big finisher, Matt. I'm going to put it in your hands. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. All right. It's got to come from your heart, though. I mean, I can't. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. He has no idea what my skill level is. You're going to do the shooting star press. Yes. Are you ready? That's no. <laughs> With the full twisting one like Neville. So we got the red, red arrow, red falcon, or recall. I'll, I'll bring in a crash pad with me if that's yeah. the case. Yeah. <laughs> the, our game plan is going to be just to do it one time in the match. All so right. if it goes catastrophically wrong, well. The man well, that respects gravity, Steve. He <laughs> loves gravity. Right? Gravity is real, folks. Gravity is his best friend. He doesn't leave the ground ever. <laughs> all that Matt do, all the anti-gravity stuff. Right? <laughs> I'll saddle you with the extra. You'll be, you'll be, you'll have extra gravity. <laughs> you'll do the big move. You land, and then I'll just kind of leap. Hey, Matt, get off! I'll pin him. You have a, a weighted vest of sorts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you said when I talked to you real briefly, you said that you've heard about three to one battle. Um, so, are you excited to be a part of a, a three to one battle show? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll share with you that uh, Colcabana is one of my best friends in wrestling. Yes. And he, out of the blue, a couple months ago, asked me if I'd ever done three to one battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, no. And I don't think there's any plans to it that, at that moment. But he's like, dude, you have to go here. And this isn't really a, a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it takes something. Very exceptional for someone to kind of, I mean, wrestling shows are wrestling shows by and large. Uh, so, you know, again, like unprovoked, he came to me and was like, hey, this place is great. It was just so reaffirming. I, it was, it oh, was wow. amazing. So kind of like armed with that knowledge, the bar is now high. I almost, there, there's part of me that appreciates it, but then there's another part of me that's almost equally like, I wish you wouldn't have said anything. Cause yeah. now I'm like, for it to get to the, <laughs> the cabana seal of approval, I'm like, all right guys. So I guess, um, for all the people there, like the challenge is laid out. Like, uh, cabana says you're the best. So I need to uh, experience this. It's, but, a, it's a magical environment. Like it, it's, it, it's, it's a weird mixture of wrestling fans and people who aren't really wrestling fans, but just love a punk rock vibe of, especially where we usually do it at Evolve Fitness, where it's just like kind of a gym and it just feels really just, it, it, there's just something like almost like a fight club feel to it, yeah, just yeah. how it's all set up. And the crowd's just really into yelling and having a great time and they really interact well. And the wrestlers, of course, interact right back. So I'm excited to see what happens at the show box. We have more people. There's a certain level of pride amongst the fans. Like, wow, we've got something cool. We're going to now have it at the show box, which is just unheard of before this. And yeah. so I think you're going to be walking into a, a really hot crowd with a lot of fun. And I hope that you come back also one time to at least one time to experience the of all fitness vibe as well because yeah. I, I mean I would imagine that the showbox vibe is going to be insane but it's also fun to come when it's the home base too you know sure you know sure I mean? sure sure that's yes. cool that Cabana said that though yeah yeah no, I thought I would share it because again like it's not something that like him and I would routinely talk about and it's not like it even came up in conversation he just sort of felt compelled to be like hey uh, I just came from this 
really amazing experience, and uh, you know you should check them out. So well, it's funny because when we've all talked, when we knew you were coming, it was just like that is a perfect fit for three to one battles. Just I think because just the punk rock mentality that you have, I think you're just gonna you're gonna have a great time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to and, it. I mean, and as a music fan, that is an awesome room. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. It's yeah. a historic yeah. room. It's a historic room. It's the best. I mean, to me, it's the best venue in the city. So I mean, that really, yeah, that's a cool place as a music fan to go wrestle. Very cool. Plus, yeah. most importantly, my in-laws are going to be there. So I mean, you know, oh you got, man, now I'm psyched. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just put it over the edge. Once I found out that that was going to happen, I mean, like I've said this before, you're one of my all-time favorites. I, I just love watching what you do in the ring. So the Tells idea that, to that all the guys doesn't he? <laughs> Ted, don't tell them. <laughs> Actually, I got to be honest with you. We're like little kids. Like, again, I'm not the best on wrestling knowledge, but I love you. You were great the first time we had y'all. So he's like, Matt's coming in. I was like, great. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, to be able to say that I'm going to be in a match where you're my tag team partner and, and our other partners you're going to love as well with Cole Crazy. He's he's insane in that ring. He's called the Human Holy S Machine. Okay. And then the bird, like the guy flies and he's one of he's a young dude that's just Incredible, and when he comes out, the implied he he comes out to the music of that the bird is the word song. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, sucking sure. everyone's head, and the whole room is just flipping the bird. His nice. his attire has a big middle finger on it. Oh, it's, nice. We've got a fun group. We've got three high flyers and me. The man who <laughs> loves the gravity. Ultimate. The man who loves yes. gravity. The ultimate yeah. high flyer. <laughs> and then the Hellfire Club for jackasses. So that'll be a lot of fun to yeah, take yes. those guys on. We hate them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially that Steve West guy. Yeah, F Steve West. <laughs> I like to think his Migs is like a ringer. He's actually been like perfecting all these high fly moves that none of us have ever even seen. Alright, I know we gotta then go. You're sorely gonna be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I know we gotta go. But one quick story, like a few months ago, right? Like and I didn't know he was planning on actually wrestling, uh-huh. but he's sitting at his desk right but he can only talk to me like this oh, and i'm yeah, like yeah. what's going on and he's like my neck's hurting <laughs> and in my head i'm like what the f are you doing steve like what is going on but to his credit he kept going and i, I think a couple- i think at one point ted even looked at me and goes just stop doing this. Yeah, yeah, like, is yeah. this worth it? But I think my body looks at me every day and says that. Yeah, but he's been putting in the work, so I, I'm pretty pumped to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond excited to be a part of it. And uh, it's going to be a special night. Again, this Friday night over at the Showbox at the Market. Go to AXS.com, type in Battle Mania. You can get your tickets there. They're selling like crazy, so get them before they sell out. Uh, Matt, of course, you can follow on Twitter at MDogMattCross. And then Wrestling is Forever, which is uh, obviously I'm... I, it's in my rotation at all times. I'm wearing it today, obviously, in honor of you, but I think I wear it three times a week anyway, and oh, the nice. hoodie I wear all the time, and the hat now, too, and it's the coolest wrestling apparel and wrestling uh, gear that people could go out and get, so uh, just go to wrestlingisforever.com to, to purchase uh, uh, any kind of uh, merchandise that you got over there. Yeah, I ship it out uh, myself, and uh, I, I like that aspect of it. Again, it arcs that punk rockness of it, and, and uh, it makes me, I, you should see me, I sign little like thank you cards and stuff, yeah. and each one I like, I even hold like delicately delicately in my hand as if the person would know that it was like handled with that like nothing even gets like thrown around because I'm handled like, with care I'm like oh it was ordered by Steve thank you Steve it's like it, like everything means a lot to me so no I appreciate that Check well I think out. it means a lot to the fans too because I know like when I get the stuff in the mail and I'll see a handwritten note it's just like oh that's all like you do it I know Cole Cabana's done that before where I've ordered something and it's just yeah. like it goes a long way as a fan to know that you guys actually packaged it and sent it off to us well and to take that time to just stop down 
put an actual breath and your spirit into it. it, it yeah. On some level, it's getting to those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that way of saying it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. So to get the breath and spirit of Matt Cross, yeah. Yeah. wrestling yeah. is forever. Yes, yes. I breathe heavily on everything. <laughs> Take three deep breaths together and I'm here to hear first. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, my man. My uh, and anything else you wanted to hit on? I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to let no, people know I'm about. Just, I'm excited, man. I'm here in Seattle all week, so I'm looking forward to uh, you know enjoying the rain and, and seeing what I can see and nice. hanging out. I want to see a handstand down by the water. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll be back next week, and uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, Friday night. Yeah. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I think I'll make it as well, and uh, it's Matt a holiday. hopefully will show up. It's a holiday yeah, man, for maybe. some of us, so during the intermission, maybe find me out in the alley. Oh, jeez. That's right. <laughs> it is April 20th, 420. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of gla- glassy eyes when we go out there. All right, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks a lot for listening. And you can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast.